This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number 38. In today's episode, I'm talking about the chaos of managing marriage and motherhood. A husband, a household, and babies? Oh my. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast is a real conversation designed to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. If you are single and desire to be married, if you are newly married and want to thrive as a wife, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need a little encouragement staying a wife, you are in the right place. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. So let's jump right into today's show. Today's episode is about having a husband, a household, and babies all at the same time. And how in the world do you manage it all and manage it well? Well, first, I want to start off by sharing a little bit of my story. If you don't already know, I've been married 17 years and it's been a journey. I had three babies in just under three and a half years. And I really wanted to talk about how tough it is, but also to encourage you that you can manage all of this. And especially for my new moms who may be feeling overwhelmed or frustrated. I know that I found myself frustrated when I felt like I was doing everything and taking care of everything while Adrian sat on the couch watching TV. (laughs) And so now for those of you who married men who are intuitive enough to offer help while you are a new mom and you don't have to always ask them for the help, but they know they just kind of see the need and fill it. I'm sending you a virtual pound and a high five right now because that was not my experience. So Sky was is my firstborn. She's going to be 16 this year and she is she was my firstborn and the first girl on my husband's side in 22 years. He has a whole bunch of boys on his side of the family. And so you can only imagine how excited both of our families were. We were so excited. I was so excited. Just girls clothes just make me super excited. So I took, (laughs) she had a ton of clothes. So I literally would take clothes, pictures of her in her new outfit, sometimes several times a day because she was growing so quickly. I had to take a picture of all of her in her fabulous clothes, right? Well, 10 months later, when I was in the middle of training for the rock and roll marathon, I found out I was pregnant again with Blaze. Now, Blaze is um, was it was a great pregnancy. All my pregnancies were wonderful and amazing. And after Blaze was born, about four months, he was about four months old. My husband and I took a wonderful birthday trip for me to the Dominican Republic. It was great. We had a fabulous time. So much so that when we came back a week before a week before my husband's vasectomy, we found out that I was pregnant with our third child, Hayes. So let me just say that (laughs) 
it was a lot. I was actually nursing, still nursing Blaze when I found out I was pregnant with Hayes and I panicked. I panicked. So I had a literally a two-year-old, a four-month-old, and I found out I was pregnant. What? I literally, I was like, I panicked. And in that moment, my I thought, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I cannot take care of three babies, like three babies, right? I can't do it. Uh, 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 uh. I literally panicked. So my mom and dad lived out on the West Coast. So immediately, literally the day, maybe the day after that I found out I was pregnant, I, again, for the third time, I started looking for houses in Los Angeles because that's where my mom lived. And to my shock, I found a 2,000 square foot home cost about a million dollars. Honey, I was like, um, okay. So I thought, well, let me just go out to LA for a visit and see if we need to try to find something with a shack maybe. (laughs) for me to live in with my husband and three kids because I knew I was going to need some help. And so we went out there for a month. It was me. I was pregnant. Then I had Sky, who was two, and Blaze, who was probably five months when I went out to visit my sister. Just, just to see if moving out to LA, if it sounded as good as it sounded in my mind in that moment of panic. And so we went out there to stay with my sister. And so I I just wanted to see how it would be to live out there with them, to have help raising my children, my brood, with my mom's help and my sister's help, since they, even my brother and sister-in-law lived out there in California. Since I just hadn't had that kind of, the kind of help that I wanted or desired to have living close to family being so far away. So when I got to LA, um, little did I know, I mean, I didn't even know, but I moved out to LA and guess what? My sister Kira was renovating her kitchen. So have you ever thought of or tried to take care of an infant, literally almost a newborn, an infant, a toddler, and being pregnant in a foreign space without a kitchen? Well, let me just say that the panic did not go away (laughs) like I hoped. In fact, it sent me straight into the deer in headlights mode. Needless to say, it was a lot to manage and it was not fun living for three weeks without of a microwave, no stove. We had it. We had a refrigerator it and having a toddler not barely a toddler and an infant and being pregnant. O-M-G. After about three weeks, I was so ready to go home. And my assessment for moving out to LA, it was very clear. Because my mom and sister's life did not change one bit because me and my and Sky Blaze, Sky and Blaze and my belly were out there. In fact, it was they very easily carried on with their life as I drowned in the reality that I had more of a support system at home made of the friends turned family that God had placed in my life than me, my expectation 
that my mom and sister were going to stop, drop and roll and help me and offer, yeah, we'll take the kids and yep, yep, let's raise them all together. I think that's what I really expected, honestly. And so the kids and I headed home and I really shifted my mind to figure out how do I do all of this away from my family? It was really hard and many times, I have to be honest, I I was jealous. I was jealous of my friends who lived near their parents and siblings who could ask for help at a moment's notice. So what I did is I started to just begin to strengthen my circle. I strengthened my circle of support here and started developing stronger relationships. I joined Mocha Moms, which is a national organization for stay-at-home moms of color, and it was exactly what I needed. It took a few tries to find the right chapter that fit me and my personality, but I didn't give up. And once I found it, I knew that this was the support that I needed, and I loved it. It was, we were stay-at-home moms. Our children were the same ages. We were growing up together. We were sharing our marital challenges we were we were sharing our even our parenting struggles and it was great to have this live group of women that we kind of grew up together in marriage marriage and in marriage in motherhood we grew up together and literally 15 years later I still have great relationships to this day with many of those moms it was it was a game changer for me I felt It was great. We met once a week and it was perfect. And I remember we fast forward a little bit after Hayes was born. I remember going to Costco for the first time with all three of them. Now, why would I choose Costco and not the grocery store or Target or (laughs) even CVS, which is like a drugs, like a little drug store? Why would I choose Costco, right? That's the big one, you know, go big or go home, right? So I chose Costco to go, I went to Costco, which is like Costco BJ Sam's Club. It's a big warehouse for wholesale goods, you know, like big, huge ketchup bottles and like 10 pound bags of flour and, and rice, you know, so that's where I went with all three of them. So Hayes was in the Baby Bjorn, which is that, you know, that little carrier that you wear, across your chest, um, Sky and Blaze were sitting in the grocery cart, the double grocery cart. My mom had made a beautiful cover that I could put in the grocery cart for them so they didn't have to touch the grocery cart, right? Yuck. <laughs> and so um, I took them on my first field trip to Costco. And so I loaded my diaper bag with their favorite toys, snacks, water for me, snacks for me. And after packing, literally spending probably 30, 45 minutes packing up the car and the kids to go to Costco, I had my list in tow, got everything. The snacks worked perfectly. I, because I had my list and I prepared, I didn't, wasn't perusing through the aisles. I knew exactly where to go and what to get. And we made it through the line to check out and it took me another 30 plus minutes to get them in the car with all of the groceries. But I remember the sense of accomplishment that I had. And literally once I got in the car and everybody was settled, um, the kids probably fell asleep in within five to 10 minutes because the trip to Costco was easily an hour, maybe more. And because of all of the stopping and the interruptions and trying to keep them from melting down. And it was 
the best ever. I screamed for joy. I called Adrian and shared the major accomplishment of having a successful trip to the store with my three babies in tow. And I remember it like it was yesterday. It was such a huge confidence booster for sure. And it was just a great, I felt so accomplished. Like who takes three babies in, to the to Costco? Who does that, right? And so my takeaways when it comes to managing motherhood, especially with multiple young age children, are these few things. One, it's so important for you to plan, 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 plan. You want to make sure that the kids have just woken up from a nap. You don't want to go when they're sleepy. You don't want to go when they're tired and they're going to have a meltdown or a breakdown, or you may have a meltdown or breakdown, but everybody needs to be rested when you are going to do something big like this, right? You also want to prepare. You want to prepare, prepare, prepare. I had my list. I had snacks. I had toys. I had my emergency, you know, like uh, pennies in a water, an empty water bottle to make noise. <laughs> like I had in my emer- everything that I needed. And so it's important to plan. It's important to prepare. Always have your snacks stashed everywhere. So you're not caught out there without a healthy snack for a whiny or a whiny or hungry child or a on the verge of breakdown mom, right? So you want to make sure that you have those accessible at all times. And then I wanted to share a story. I to always carry a porta potty. So this was probably one of the one of my favorite inventions when I had little, little kids. This was a lifesaver for me on many occasions because I remember one time I had to go pick up Adrian from the airport. I was eight months pregnant with Hayes and his plane was delayed. I didn't have time to park the car to go into the use the bathroom, but I remembered the porta potty in the back. Let me just tell you that it was a lifesaver. I'm just saying don't judge me. Don't judge me because it was awesome. And then um, want to make sure too that you get help. Don't be ashamed or embarrassed that you need help. Don't try to be superwoman or think that you have to do it all. I remember feeling that when I had my first child that I should know how to do this. I, you know, I carried her for nine months. I should know how to do this. It's If your husband was working as much as as a lot, like mine was, either ask for help from a girlfriend or hire help if you can. I know for when Blaze came and again, I had two, they were there 18 months apart. I, I hired a mother's helper and she helped cook and clean. She would sit in the car with the kids when I ran errands so that I wouldn't have to pack up all three of my kids to go into the post office for one stamp to mail one letter right? OMG. And then she just made it a lifesaver. She made it so much easier for me to do my job well. And so it's one of the best decisions that I made as a new mom to hire help, especially because my family wasn't close. They were not there to help. And so they have something called care.com where you can actually interview babysitters. I've used this service and it's helped me and my kids tremendously. This is when they were a little bit older because I was fortunate enough to be able to stay home with them um, when they were really little um, and even not so little. So it's just been a blessing, but I've needed help along the way in the many different seasons. And so now I want to throw your husband into the mix of all of this. 
I don't know about your husband, but just because I had a ton of babies, <laughs> I had three babies in a little less than three and a half years does not mean that my husband's desire to have sex is not there. Because no, 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 that is not the case. Our husband's desire to be with us intimately. And whether you have a baby or not, whether you have two or three or four babies or not, the hus- your husband's desire does not go away. So my question was, how am I supposed to function on three hours of sleep? Because Sky didn't sleep through the night. She was up all night. Blaze needed to nurse, you know, nursing the babies and still feeling like I had to have sex. What? Are you kidding me? Especially if I was annoyed at having to ask Adrian to help me versus him seeing the need and filling it or offering his help and service. Uh, can I get an amen? So how do you do this? How do you manage your husband, the household, your babies, all of it? It's a lot. It's a lot. But I want to encourage you to let you know that you can do it. You can do it. If it's your very first child and you're like, oh, no, what did I, how did this happen, right? And you just want to sit there with them all day and just take them in. Because I remember I didn't want to put Sky down. I just wanted to hold her and look at her all day long. I didn't want to do anything else, right? But, or whether you are having your second child or your third child, or you may be even in the season that I'm in and I have a 13, 14 and 15 year old right now. And they have a lot of after school activities and they're involved in a lot of different activities, all three of them. And so how do you, yes, how do you learn how to manage it all. It is an art. You literally cannot be afraid to fail. You've got to fail fast and you got to do it quickly, right? So if you know that your husband, it, there's a threshold that our our husbands have for intimacy. So I know for Adrian, it was about three days. He would go from Dr. Jekyll to Mr. Hyde, Mr. Mr. Hyde to Dr. No, Dr. Jekyll to Mr. Hyde or the other way around, I can't remember. <laughs> but he would be very mean on the third day. And I'd be like, oh, right. We haven't been intimate in three days. Okay, got you, right? So you've got to study your spouse. You've got to know what their threshold is. You've got to know when they need to be with you intimately so that you can make sure that you're available for them. Because I know it's important to, when you're having motherhood is kind of infiltrating your life and it's and your husband kind of feels like he's on the outskirts he feels like he's on the back burner of priorities it's important to make sure that you are intentional and deliberate in making your husband feel like he's a priority while you're nursing changing diapers grocery shopping managing all of the affairs of your household i know it doesn't seem fair and i hear you but just know that god knew that our husbands needed help that's why he created us for them right he said let me make a helper suitable for him cuz he knew that they need he needed us he they knew god knew that our husbands needed us so how do you manage being available physically and emotionally for your husband when all of your energy is spent and on caring for the kids, managing the household. Some of some of you are working full time and you're maybe taking care of an elderly parent. Like 
how do you do this all? How do you do it? So one of the things that I wanted to share is that I've learned is to schedule a date night weekly, even if it's a few hours while the baby or the babies are asleep. Date night saved our marriage. It helps you to refocus on your spouse and give him undivided attention. It was so critical. He looked forward to it every single week. If it was a Thursday night at 8 p.m., 8 to 9 p.m., it was an hour, but he looked forward to it because he had he was a priority for an hour. He was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to date night. And then as the babies got onto a routine and we could kind of anticipate when they would be tired and when they would go to sleep and when they would be up, we would be able to insert date night times around those times. It's critical. The key is not to fall asleep <laughs> during your it, your time of priority with your spouse, right? So if you need to take a nap beforehand or do some jumping jacks, whatever you have to do to stay up, do it because you don't want to be asleep during the time you're supposed to be showing your husband how much of a priority he, priority he is, right? Right. So I remember taking a nap, taking a shower, doing push-ups, sit-ups to get the adrenaline going so that I could stay awake for him. I remember that. Number two, schedule intimacy. I know it's not romantic, but this practice helped me so much because the last thing I was thinking about was having sex with my husband. I wanted to sleep. That's what all that I was thinking about was sleep. <laughs> but in all fairness, again, our husbands do, they have a threshold and we need to make ourselves available to them for intimacy because we don't want our husbands reverting to pornography or even worse, infidelity because we were not giving them any attention and we were not making ourselves available for them as their wives because our job is to cover them, right? Right. Um, number three, you wanna ask for what you need. This was hard for me because I was, I really expected Adrian to know what I needed and to offer it and to take initiative and see a need and fill it. And that wasn't the case. And so um, I know you may not think that you don't have to ask your husband for to fold the clothes that have been sitting on the couch for three days or put away the dishes in the sink or fix the bookshelf in the baby's room that you asked him to do two weeks ago. But sister, you do. You just may have a husband that needs to grow more intuition. So until then, don't waste your energy on getting irritated if he doesn't initiate. Ask him to help you and be specific. Hey, babe, could you fold the clothes for me and put them away? Oh my gosh, that would help me so much. On your way home, would you please grab some diapers and milk? Oh, that would be so helpful. Because honestly, sisters, they really do want to help. Many of our guys just don't know what to do. So they think by staying out of our way, out of the way of us doing our thing as moms, that that's the safest bet for them, but not always. So don't hesitate in telling your beau what it is that you need. Be specific, ask for what you need. And num number four, always keep him in the loop. While he may not ask you about the details of what you did with the kids today or what happened to the kids or what, you know, what went on in your day. Don't assume that he doesn't care. So always share the details of what's going on with you and things that are going on with the kids to keep him in the loop because that is really help that helps them to develop a relationship and intimacy and closeness with the kids until they can kind of do it on their own. I know I had to help Adrian to do that, especially in the beginning stages. But now that they're teenagers, he has their own relationship, 
his own relationship with them. And it's been great. Um, I also wanted to mention about trusting your husband with the kids and let go of the result. I remember being so nervous when I let, quote unquote, let Adrian take his own kids, <laughs> right? Take his own kids while I took a day to myself or I, you know, had an event or something was going on. And I was so stressed out. I was so stressed out because I wanted to know, well, where are you going? What are you doing? What are you feeding them? And are you, can you do this? Can you do that? Uh-uh. That was a bad deal, right? Because you've got to trust your husband with your children. It's their children too, right? And he's not going to do anything to hurt them or harm them. And so I was one of those moms who, for my first child, I just tried to make Sky's baby food. (laughs) And so when they were a little bit older and they could, you know, eat regular food and Adrian took them to McDonald's, I was like, what? I had to let it go. Because I I just want, you know, they're resilient. They're resilient. Everything doesn't have to be perfect, right? So trust your husband with the kids, with your children, with y'all's children, and just let go of the result. And then relax, 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 relax. You are the perfect wife and mother to your husband and children. So stop spending so much time worrying and start practicing being in the present moment with your husband and your kids because the time moves by very, very quickly. So relax, relax in your position, relax in your anointing, relax in your purpose as a wife, as a mom and enjoy. And then the last thing is to just enjoy, enjoy every single season, because that's exactly what it is. It's a season. So be present, enjoy the ride. It's going to be amazing. The from the from newborn to toddler to, to school age to elementary to middle school to high school to college beyond adult children, like enjoy every season. Because once you get through that season, you're not going to have them anymore. You can't go back except through pictures and memories and videos. That's another thing. Take as many pictures and videos as you can. If you need to put an alarm on your phone, take videos, take pictures, take videos, take pictures. It's going to make a big difference because when you get through those seasons, you're going to want to be able to go back and remember and hear your son's voice when he was just two years old. It's amazing. It's amazing. So as you can see, marriage and motherhood and managing your household can be daunting, but it is such a beautiful journey. It is such an amazing journey. So just remember to enjoy it to its fullest. Thank you for joining me today for this week's episode of the Wife Wisdom Podcast. As always, I'm so grateful to my tribe of faithful listeners. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for sharing this podcast with your friends and your family. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you are not following us over on Instagram yet, please come on over, introduce yourself, say hello. We are at Wife Wisdom. And if you listen to us on iTunes and haven't yet rated our podcast, I would so appreciate it if you would, because it helps other women to find us. We have always have some fun programs. We actually are working on some really cool products as well that I don't want you to miss. So please join us on our email list at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash join wife wisdom. We post new episode 
episodes each and every Monday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And so you'll be able to listen to them at your convenience. You just want to go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash the Wife Wisdom Podcast to be able to listen to us. Thanks again for listening to today's podcast. I love you. I appreciate you. And I believe in you. I will see you next week. Bye-bye. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. I'm so thrilled that you have joined us for today's podcast. And if you are new to the Wife Wisdom Podcast, welcome. If you are an avid listener, we are so grateful for your support and for your love. I created the Wife Wisdom Podcast for you. If you are a single woman who desires to get married, if you are a newly married bride and want to thrive in your marriage, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need a little bit of encouragement, staying a wife. (laughs) This podcast is just for you. It is real conversations about marriage, about life, about being a wife to help you cultivate your heart as a wife.